If you had told me 12 years ago that I'd be living in Tampa, owning a hockey team, partnering with Bill Gates on a real estate development and involved with entrepreneurial ecosystem, I never, like, who is that guy? I wouldn't have imagined it. But, <laughs> you know, I've been very fortunate with the Lightning. I've had great leadership there with SPP, our real estate company. I've had great leadership there. The first five years I was here, it was about putting those organizations in place. But as they got more stable, I was able to look outside of our own environment and look at what was going on in the community and really trying to think about where could I and our organization move the needle. Welcome to The In Factor, conversations about how great entrepreneurs started, stumbled and succeeded. I'm Rebecca White, and today's episode features millionaire investor and owner of the National Hockey League's Tampa Bay Lightning, Jeff Finnick, as he shares his vision and advice for the development of the Tampa Bay region and how we can best attract investors and entrepreneurs. This interview was held at the University of Tampa's annual State of the Tampa Bay Entrepreneurial Ecosystem event on November 14, 2019. Please enjoy this episode with Jeff Finnick. Dan, thank you for being here today. I feel really honored that we have the chance to bring Jeff here with us. You know, normally your guest speaker needs to have an introduction, but I don't think that anybody in this community needs an introduction for, for Jeff. But it's worth saying Jeff has been an amazing contributor. He spent many years in finance and came down here still working in that space, but also decided to buy a sports team. And I've heard the story, and we may get into a little bit of it today, but first of all, I wanted to start, Jeff, by first of all, thanking you for coming to Tampa Bay, because I think you've added a lot of value, and you've been a great friend to the community, and so thank you for that. You should thank my wife, because it was easy for me, but it was a harder sell for her. <laughs> I will do that next time I get the chance. And I, and I understand, we just chatted a little bit, today is Jeff's anniversary, yeah. so... Thank you for being here. Yeah. So, so thank you, Jeff. After 20 years of success in financial management, which is still continues, you decided to move to Tampa Bay and buy a hockey team. And since you've been here, you've not only contributed a lot to the business community, but also to the community in general with a lot of philanthropy. And so thank you again for all that you've done. But since you've been here, you've taken a real special interest in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And it's one of the reasons that we wanted to have you here today. So can you tell us why you decided you can invest your time and energy and money in a lot of areas? So why our ecosystem? So thank you for having me here. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you all for turning out. This is such an important subject. Sometimes I figure, I feel like I'm in a river, in a raft, flowing downstream and kind of going like that. You never know where I'm going to end up. If you had told me 12 years ago that I'd be living in Tampa, owning a hockey team, partnering with Bill Gates on a real estate development and involved with entrepreneurial ecosystem, I never, like, who is that guy? I wouldn't have imagined it. But, <laughs> you know, I've been very fortunate with the Lightning. I've had great leadership there with SPP, our real estate company. I've had great leadership there. The first five years I was here, it was about putting those organizations in place. But as they got more stable, I was able to look outside of our own environment and look at what was going on in the community and really trying to think about where could I and our organization move the needle. And frankly, there were three areas that I thought we could hopefully make a difference, one of which is transportation. And I've been involved in that pretty heavily, mm -hmm. all for transportation, which hopefully will win at the Supreme Court. It's a huge deal for 
the city of Tampa and all of Hillsborough County. Two is early childhood education. Behind the scenes, I've been involved in a number of things, education in general. But three was it became clear to me that we've got basically talent. We've got to keep talent here and we've got to attract talent here. My premise when I bought the Lightning 10 years ago was very simple. This is a great place to live. Population's increasing one and a half, two 2% a year. We've got a lot of things to do. We've got friendly people. We're, we're growing fast, as I said. We've got everything going for us, but the talent base isn't what we need it to be. And you know, we're not competing with the you know with Silicon Valley and New York and Boston. We're as you well know, we're competing with Nashville and Austin and Charlotte right, and Raleigh right, Durham right. and Atlanta. And frankly, those those cities have started off in this in this dimension ahead of us and faster than us. And we need to catch up. And again, we have something going for us. Tampa has something going for itself. Tampa Bay that these other places don't. They're good places to live. We're a great place to live, and we can attract people. I did a talk at a school a couple of years ago, and I was talking to the senior class, and they asked me, how do I know if we'll be successful? And my answer was, 10 years from now, how many of you will be still here in the Tampa Bay area? How many of you will be spread around the country? We need all of you to stay here in this area. Now, to do that, we need to provide high-quality job opportunities. And part of that is, you know, for all of us to get in the boat, to row together to improve this to improve our startup community, our entrepreneurial activity. We have made great strides over the last few years. We need to continue to do that. And this is an this is this is the future of Tampa Bay. This is to develop a really strong knowledge economy here. Because if right. not, we're going to lose market share in terms of economic activity. Yep. Yep. I love that. You know, being someone who's in the talent development space, I've always felt yeah. that that was key to what we need to do here. And we do, we do graduate a lot of students here that want to stay here. You know, we bring a lot of students here, as does USF and many of the other great institutions here. But, you know, when we first did this study four years ago, we identified two key areas, two talent gaps for entrepreneurs. One was in the software development space. The other was in the C-suite space, like experienced leaders. And we, over the, over the last few years, we've kind of looked at part of that, and we've seen that for the C-suite in particular, sometimes it's hard to bring people here because we don't have depth in some industry verticals. So when we looked at it again, now that we're looking at it, what we're seeing is still a talent challenge, but we're seeing that for ev in every space almost because with the low unemployment that we're seeing, even though we've got huge population growth, every, I talk to so many entrepreneurs, they're like, get me people. I need people. Do you have any suggestions for what we can do as in higher ed or community groups? And, and I know you're, I'll just throw one more plug in. I know you're really leading the effort with Embark Collective. And I know the focus there is not just on space, but on preparing entrepreneurs for for success so yeah this is a game of football it's it's blocking and tackling it is not something that's going to we're going to fix overnight but it is the entrepreneurial community it is the support organizations of which we have many support organizations certainly the universities all working together there should be some kind of group of you know a half a dozen of each of those stakeholders constituencies sitting around a table and corporations too 20, 25 people figuring out what are the jobs of tomorrow in Tampa Bay five or 10 years from now, and how are we going to train students 
for those jobs of tomorrow. I know both, and I don't mean to put a plug in for a different school, but I know both ReliaQuest and Jabal are working specifically, have given money to a different university. I don't mean to take a shot at you, but we need 20 more programs like that to actually help develop talent for, I know one is actually for sales leaders, you know, talking about the C-suite software within Embark Collective, which we're setting up where we're trying to do a great job coaching. We are going to have, actually, we expect to have software engineers there, kind of like a bullpen to help those entrepreneurs in these startup companies. But it is really a full community effort, all of us getting together and figuring out where we need to educate students. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, again, in our first study several years ago, we identified some gaps in uh, connectivity and collaboration. And I think that's really changed a lot. What, what, do you th- what have you seen over, you and I both came here about 10 years ago, and I've seen a huge change in this ecosystem. And what have you seen in the way of collaboration and connectivity changes? You're right. And I would say it's even in the last five years. Sometimes like you or me, you're so close to it, you might not, it, sometimes it's hard to detect, but I do think there's been a major change one of the things I know your studies showed and I noticed and many of us noticed is just how disconnected we all are. We, you did have investors who want to put capital in. You had support organizations, entrepreneurs. Nobody talked. There was no information flow between us. Nobody knew what was going on. Who knew that we had hundreds of startups in, the, in this county and in this region? There was no information. That has changed. Synapse is doing a great job of facilitating their, that. Their conference gets several thousand people. They work throughout the year. That's making a big difference. The matter, definitely, organizations such as Florida Funders, who have enough capital to be helping a lot of companies, both with coaching and with money, that's helping quite a bit. And you know, Tampa Bay Business Journal now has a, a small section, Eno, I N N O, and they're publishing a couple of times a week about what's going on. So. You know, we we have a ways to go, but we've definitely started. We're definitely in blast off mode and communication and all of us understanding what we actually have here is a good first step. Yeah, I think sometimes when I first came, I didn't feel like that people here had believed in this city and and this region. But I think that's a good point. I think I think we believe in it now. And we I mean, they believed it. They knew it was a great place to be, but didn't really see Maybe we had a self-confidence issue. I don't know. I absolutely believe it was low self-esteem. And I think it was because of the recession. Well, yeah. you know, it was a yep. depression. And that was as bad as you get around here. Yep. So yep. I think the old mayor used to say, we got knocked down or, you know, we were on our knees and we pulled <laughs> ourselves up. I'm yep. not running for mayor. He was but, a great um, cheerleader. He yeah. was a great cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he was, he was a big part of that. Yep. Yep. I agree. So let's talk about infrastructure. You mentioned transportation. In 2015, we talked about infrastructure, and since that time, you know, one of the key, I mean, you've already mentioned it. When we interviewed entrepreneurs, one of the key factors was it's inexpensive to live here, it's inexpensive to run a company here comparatively, and it's a great place to live. And again, since I've been here anyway, I've seen a real change in traffic. You know, a lot of our infrastructure is really being tested. And that's one of the things we've seen in our study with with the tremendous population growth that we're having. You know, it, it may pose an issue for us. What are your thoughts on that? Do we need to be, as an ecosystem group, also thinking about infrastructure? And if so, do you have any thoughts on what we look at and how we do that? 
I think we should stay, speaking of infrastructure, stay in our own lane and work on this. There, there are many others who are aware of our infrastructure challenges, whether it's water-related, whether it's transportation-related. Transportation, again, is a huge deal because many young people don't want to drive cars. My four kids, let's see, my oldest lives in a city, doesn't drive. My second oldest lives in a city, doesn't drive. My third oldest lives in a medium-sized city, Nashville, and does drive. And my youngest drives. I mean, two of, two of the four don't drive at all. And we need a fantastic streetcar. That will ignite the city of Tampa. We also need better bus service and bus rapid transit or rail and a bunch of other things for the county. But the streetcar is such a critical – if we don't have a fantastic streetcar that is free like it is right now, that will increase mobility. And the population of, of the you know, downtown area is going to go up tenfold in the next 10 years. Yeah. And that environment will be electric for young people. But that, that's an aside. What was the question? But Should the, we be worrying about infrastructure? Well, the, the good news <laughs> oh, is... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Go ahead. I'm sorry, because I read the question earlier. <laughs> there is more traffic, and the cost of living is going up some, specifically rental apartments. But the cities I mentioned earlier, the secondary cities I mentioned earlier, they have worse traffic, worse. and their cost of living is going up faster. So comparatively, we're even better off than we were. Name a great city that doesn't have a traffic problem. Yeah, yeah, true. You know? And the good, the really good news, I think I just read, wasn't Tampa Airport just named like the best regional or, you know, it was the, oh, it's Tampa the, Airport's phenomenal. Always one of the best two or yeah. three airports. Yeah, so we got a great year. airport. And as you pointed out, a lot of the younger population want, doesn't want to own a car, but they definitely want to be able to fly to other cities and engage on a on a global level. Yeah, and we got a great lead. Joe Lapano's done a fantastic yep, job. Absolutely. So the best entrepreneurial ecosystems provide an opportunity for entrepreneurs to succeed, bottom line. And I think we're doing a really good job here. We've had a lot of improvements. You know, I think entrepreneurs are starting to be able to find the help they need. We've had all these entrepreneurial support organizations available. We've got increases in some of them. And we're going to, in a little bit, we're going to unveil a new interactive website to help entrepreneurs find what they need. But one of the challenges that we saw is actually a decline in the number of groups, surprisingly, that are that fall into the financing space for early stage. That really surprised me in terms of absolute numbers. And even though we've seen some pretty big successes in 2018, according to our data, it was really a banner year for seed funding. I still hear from entrepreneurs that they can't get money, they can't get smart money. Do you think think we need to do some work in that space? Do you have some suggestions around there? What can we do to help entrepreneurs get funded? So a bunch of, bunch of questions there. Now I got to go back. I'm sorry. The I, first was the decline in funding groups here. That surprises me because I don't sense that, but I can read your, your results and then we can talk about it again. Every single city I've been to, the entrepreneurs complain about lack of capital. Austin, right? You go to Austin and... They think they're doing terrible and they want to be Silicon Valley and they worry about the the amount of capital that you know that that they can raise. Frankly, I'll be perfectly honest, and this is a again a nationwide worldwide phenomenon. Perhaps a bunch of these companies that have trouble raising capital, their idea isn't good enough and they shouldn't be raising capital. It's tough. I I glad I'm not in that business because it takes a brilliant idea yeah. and five times brilliant more brilliance in execution. But in terms of capital, 
This is a Florida situation. Florida funder Synapse can certainly help with this. There is obviously huge amounts of money in the state of Florida. It's, but a lot of it was in businesses. You know, people had their own businesses, CEOs, and they moved down here. And a lot of it was in real estate. We need, and we are educating all this money about how you know how venture capital works. You know, right. you know, right. don't invest in two companies. You got to invest in forty, and hopefully, three of them work out for you. It's a process. I think we're making. There may be fewer groups. I, I'm surprised that there aren't more individuals here who are now investing than there were. I think there are. I okay. think there are more people. But these are groups that we identified as angel groups or or networks of groups. Yeah, I think, again, it's a process of all of us, and you guys are doing a great job here, so thank you to you too. All of us doing our job and all the things I talked about and you've been talking about, just to keep pushing ahead and getting a higher profile and you know, Embark, we, uh, Embark Collective, we're, we were going at this big time and putting a lot of money into it. And uh, you've been part of that. We thank you for your assistance on the board. And we're ambitious and we want to have, we want to give entrepreneurs the best coaching and the best support in the Southeast. So if you're a startup company, you have no choice whether you reside in Embark Collective or don't. You can get the coaching either way and the services either way. If you're in the Southeast, you have no choice but to come here because you're going to get the best coaching here. Then the capital will follow, the, the, the employees, the talent, it'll all start pouring in. What we're doing has to happen times five or 10 in the community. We all have to provide that and make ourselves the premium place for, for this ecosystem. And I think the good news is there's a lot of energy around it and a lot of vibrancy. So... You know, I think that's a, a message that a lot of people hear and they want to act on because there's a lot of passion for it. I feel it. Yep. Yeah. I was, uh, you and I were talking before we started. I was in Cincinnati before I moved here and they've done a lot there. And I know when we were looking at the issue of investment capital there, we talked about the state of Kentucky and states of Kentucky and Ohio put money into helping investors educate themselves on how to invest in startups. And, and you talked about that. And so that might be some models we might want to look at, you know, because and the Coffin Foundation was part of that with some yeah, they preparation do great, training. As, as you know, they do great work. Interestingly, virtually all of our local politicians are really interested in this subject. So we have conversations with them. Okay, step one is interest. Step two is money. Yeah. I mean, let's work together here to grow this. You know how they know how important it yep. is for our region and yep. our state. Yep. We were also just talking about the fact that in the paper today, Tech Data announced that the purchase of Tech Data was announced. And we're showing from our first year till now, we're down two Fortune 650s in the region. And so now one more. I know they're going to keep a big presence here, but do you see that affecting our ecosystem? I know in Cincinnati, it was a big deal to have those big corporate headquarters. The fact of the matter is, is, you know, we're not corporate led here like Cincinnati, where they just. Mind you know better than me, but they got together and they yep. muscled their ecosystem. Absolutely, just pure, you know, pure will among that number of companies and very well-off companies. Yeah, I saw the headline this morning, and it's like that sucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's nice to have companies that people want. Yeah, but I hope you know with what with everything that's going around on, on this region, whether we have some top companies move here and then we start developing bottoms up. I hope we can reverse that trend. I obviously hope. Companies like Tech Data still are going to maintain their regional headquarters and still be a 
you know, a, a great community participant. Yeah, I think I think so too. So as we kind of pull this to a close, Jeff, you know, what I've seen here is this community has a really strong history of pulling together to accomplish great things. And I've seen a lot of that personally, and I've read about the history. And if you had one wish for the regional entrepreneurial ecosystem, say that fast three times, what would it be? And, and what can we all do to ensure positive growth? So I'm throwing two questions in there at you. Well, first of all, regional entrepreneurial ecosystem, regional entrepreneurial ecosystem, regional, anyway. <laughs> Bad joke. Okay. No, I didn't even listen to the question. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Not you did to the it. Question. Yeah. I got one wish of what we can do, huh? Yeah. Publicize where the message is heard nationwide, what a great place Tampa Bay is and what a great place it is for young people and startup community. I love Maybe it. That's more than a wish, but that was on the spot. I didn't read that one ahead of time, so that was on the spot. Come but on, I love it. Okay. I love it. Our story doesn't get told. It's getting told. It's starting. But it's a continuation of everything that's going on. Yeah. And well, thank you. You know, Jeff, you've been a part of that story, and I think you've helped elevate us outside of our, you know, local and regional stories. So I hope it, I think we can all pull together to be a part of that. I thank you for taking time to come and talk to us today, and uh, we'll move on to the rest of our study. But thank you for being here today. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you.